and welcome to episode 66 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown. In this episode, I am joined by Brian Marks. How's it going? Brian Marks is an amazing, amazing player hailing from Michigan, good old Michigan. And he recently won, you know, just this little tournament, the North American Championships at Gen Con. So it turns out he's pretty amazing at IA. But first off, let's hear a quick introduction from him. Brian, tell us how long you've been playing IA, what you like to play. Give us all the, all the good information. Well, I've been playing since just before Java's Realm came out. That was okay. that was the first expansion I was a part of. Uh, oh, I boy. started off with Imperials, and then I've been playing a mix of everything. The last regional season, I was Scum. Then this year, I've been playing a lot of Rebels. So just yeah. a little bit of everything. Do you play the campaign? Uh, I've done... Like three missions with some friends, but we never okay. seem to get a schedule set. So, yeah, I, I I totally feel the burn on that. Now, you mentioned that you started playing Rebels this year. I don't know if the, if there's any comments you want to make about playing Imperial or Scum, because what I'd like to do is ask you a little bit about your Rebel list. Do you, do you have any other thoughts and or any other comments in terms of like your previous plays with Empire and Scum, or can we just start talking about our our favorite faction, the Rebels? I mean, we can jump right into Rebels if you want. Let's do it. Okay, so here's the deal, and I. I have not, I have not like given any kind of an intro on this, but Brian is running an awesome, amazing rebel list. And it's also, it's not like something he picked up, you know, a month or so ago. He has been playing this list for, I'm not sure, many, many months. You want a regional with, with uh, a rebel hero list, right, Brian? Oh uh, yeah. So give us a, so tell us like about getting started with rebels, how it, like iterations that the list went through, tell us, you know, in terms of, obviously I want to get to what the list that you took to Gen Con was, but you know, just give us like the, the building process. Well, I was, so I was running rebels and I was going, going to the Indiana regional and was, okay. had no idea what I wanted to run. I was him and Han okay. literally the entire trip down there. And last, very last minute, I changed my list up. Was running like Rebel Jank with some with Gerard. Did horrible. Uh. They're like zero and four. <laughs> but I'm like, oh bummer. So I was like, all right, well, Gerard's useless to me right now. So I'm gonna go back and run uh, make Dracata work. So I, I was yeah. practicing that. I had a few lists from when the set first came out. And then, just then, you know, how many activations can I squeeze in a list to try to guarantee Han and all his beautiful shenanigans? Yeah, absolutely. So, pretty much, I think, it took, like, one shot, and I just, I put nine activations together and just was tweaking command cards from there. Okay. Um, tell us about, so, the nine activation list. The reason why this list actually originally caught my eye is because... It has got... Well, actually, tell us about your list, and then I will tell you why it caught my eye. So, I was running Han Solo with his Rogue Smuggler upgrade. I have Dracada, Jin, Hera, Gideon, R2-D2, C-3PO, and two regular Alliance Smugglers. Okay. Now, the reason why this list caught my eye is because that like what you just described like that's the box except you've got gin instead of mhd and so what i thought was was interesting is when i was like working on the previous box 
well, actually, as I transitioned into like the box with like Han and Dracotta, I was thinking about in terms of like building whether or not I want to have double smugglers, blah, 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 blah. Like, do I want to have Rebel High Command? Do I want to have R2 or Mac? I actually ended up going for Mac as opposed to um, a lot of, I think a lot of people go for R2 in this. But I thought like your list was really interesting because I, I value just like crazy defensiveness, but in my deployment cards. And I thought that your list was going to be a little bit more offensive, but you want to tell us a little bit about your command cards, like in terms of like what you're running? So my command cards, to go through all of them, I have Collateral Damage, Deadeye, Disorient, okay. Element of Surprise, Explosive Weaponry, okay. Heart of Freedom, Negation, okay. On the Lamb, Planning, Run for Cover, Slippery Target, Smuggled Supplies, Stealth Tactics, Take Initiative, and Tough Luck. Okay, this is amazing because, okay, so one, you're running Deadeye, Explosive Tactics. I mean, I don't think anyone say those, those are not like, they're not bad cards, but they're not like the staples that everyone is dropping in every list. You're not running tools, which I was, I couldn't believe at first. I thought like I had gotten some kind of a mistake and you've got just crazy defensive cards, right? You've got Stealth Tactics, Slippery Target, all those things. Tell us about like why, why those cards? So... The best part about the my I guess local area is all my friends on the other side of the state that I play against are all like super competitive and like place top in like all the tournaments. And yeah. so the, the the collection was it's better to play to play a card defensively and have the activation live than to spike for some damage that you might not even roll for. Great point. So, and then with Vader, like, you get Vader out there. Like, I would rather avoid Vader's attack than potentially maybe do three damage. With tools. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is an interesting point. I mean, your list really is teched well against Vader, right? Because you've got Slippery Target, you've got Run for Cover, you've just got lots of ways to let's say blunt the effect of his attack and that's just awesome yeah so now you won a regional you won the centerville ohio regional that was march 10th of 2018 with this list right uh correct now were you running the same command card suite uh no there's a two card difference okay i was running celebration and toxic dart instead of disorient and i think take initiative okay interesting 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 no no take but and then that is crazy right you won a a regional without take initiative i assume was the thought there that you just didn't want to like set yourself up for a tempo swing that you couldn't land you know if, if someone had negation like why why did you not take take initiative i guess well so everybody i know takes take it takes negation so it's already yeah. planned that you have negation. So yeah. you're planning on me to have take initiative. So I'll just play my other zero point cards for free because you're, you're banking on me taking initiative. Yeah, that's a good point. Very, very good point. And so your, so the re so the regional win was against James Harrington running double E Rangers, which I would think would have a, a good matchup against you, but like what obviously you were able to win. What's what, like what's the play there? Uh, we we played on no of all maps. Like, lucky, okay, lucky so then, 
Yeah, that does really but doesn't sound like he had. Uh, uh, he had the pond side. I had the track side, and it just okay. he came out. He came out aggressive, and mm. he had some of his fingers were left open, and I had enough enough card draw with like perfect dice rolls. I was able to just if I wasn't one shotting the Rangers, I was getting close to one shotting them. Okay. And then just you, you sprint Dracotta up there, drop a token, and they all end up dying anyways. Yeah, Dracotta is just a monster so against did, Rangers. He had like, I think he had like two or three attacks that missed by like a little bit of accuracy or an okay. on the, the lamb. It just. Yep. The card draw was definitely in my favor. Okay. And now, I'm sorry, I, I must have forgot this. You have R2 instead of Mac, right? Correct. Yeah, so you don't have any spy cards. Okay, yeah, so you are going to have solid solid card draw. Now, one question, you know, in terms of, like, someone who has played a 9-act rebel list, are, is the reason you're running 9-acts to make sure the IG's never getting the drop on you? Um, yes and no. Like, okay. I don't want IG to go last. Because, yes. And then especially with Blade of Glory, that's just a horrible combo. Yeah. But, like, the issue with rebels is that their mid game is, is fairly weak. Yeah. So like I built my list out. I'm like, all right, I got four points to spare. What do I do? Yeah. I'm like, do I? I'm not gonna run. Murn. That's what's the point. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just go with smugglers, and they're like one of the greatest meat shields in the game. Absolutely, absolutely, and their ability to just rack up points on uh, pick up and deliver, or you know, just move to move to places, right? Like the uh, concealed treasures on Moss Eisley smugglers are just worth their weight in gold. So yeah, I, I assume you, so you went for the smugglers obviously for meat shielding and objectives as opposed to something like rebel high command balance of the force, things like that. Uh, correct. I already had, okay. I already right. had R2. So I'm like, I got my card go. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that's a good point. And I don't, and I don't have R2 and still didn't take rebel high command. I mean, obviously I've got, all of my cards, like I've got black market prices and planning and officers training. So I'm still doing that, but yeah, that's a really good point. Okay. Let's just dig right into Gen Con then. So is this your first time going to Gen Con? No, this is actually my third year at Gen Con and my oh boy. second for Imperial. Awesome. How did you do last year? Uh, last year I made top eight and okay. lost to the phenomenal Ugnaughts one. Oh, yeah. shame. Shame. That's nah, all right. Do you remember who it was who was running it? Uh, oh, my God. His name's escaping me. Oh, yeah, Louis right. uh, Stringer. Yeah. Uh, he. Oh, he won. Um, I think he won a regional recently, or he won a regional in Indiana with the Ugnaughts Horn. It was like the last kind of like the last gasp of the Ugnaughts Horn. I think that's who it was. He has got the Optimal Bombardment podcast. He's yes, a really sir. awesome guy, except for when he runs Ugnaughts, obviously. Huh. Have you? Um, have you been to Worlds, Brian? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. All right. Well, you th- next year. I next year I'll see you in see you in Minneapolis. I suppose. Should be there. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so let, let's just dive right in. Give us a give us a, a recap on how you did at Swiss. So, Swiss, I went four, I went four and two. The uh, okay. 
they had a scheduling issue at first, so my first game was supposed to be against the guy who's going to drop, which that wasn't very fun. But I ended, yeah. up, I ended up playing a guy, uh, Travis, who I played him last year in X-Wing. So real real good guy, real, you know, the, every, every, no matter what happens, he's always happy kind of guy. Make, yeah. Makes the game ten times more fun. But he was running a Vader Palp ATDP list, on, and we're playing on both sides. Oh boy! Yeah, I had the inside; he had the outside. Okay. But, uh, he just like bomb rushes the middle, blocks all line of sight to all his figures with the ATDP, and I'm throwing complete garbage. Can like can, I'm like pinging him for two or three damage, two or three damage. Oh. Oh. So. Uh, He's just like lighting up my figures, and then finally I get my you know some card draw, and my dice just like lay into him. ATDP's okay. gone, Pelt's gone, down to Vader. Get all my defensive cards, and then it's just whittle away. And I think I ended up taking him on points for object. Now, and which side was it? Was it pick up and deliver or hold them? Uh, it was uh, the hold them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it's interesting that your list is so good against Vader in the end game because that is like normally absolutely not the case, right? And it's and the reason I say that is because you've got all these defensive cards that are going to enable you to blunt the force of his attacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so a win in round one. Yep, and then round two was John Grather playing oh boy. a variation of Logan Streeter's Han Leia list. We played interesting. Uh, we played on U Screw, and so the entire time I've played this map, I always open the doors with smugglers because I thought the doors would open. So I sit down for game two. First, I have initiative. First move, smuggler open door, and he looks at me like I'm crazy. He's like, "No, doors don't open." Yeah, they're locked. So I'm like, oh well, that changes everything. So I sort of started off like I hit the I hit a brick wall real quick. Yeah. But uh, after that, it just I went. I took the I had I believe the the pillar side, the the okay the red line side. I took the okay. right side with the opening and just start chipping at his terminal side, and then he tried to come up the middle, and then okay. it was just. Dracata Blast with collateral damage. Spread it all out. Step, yep. step one, kill Leia. Step two, kill everybody else. Yep. Got, you've got to kill Leia when she is paired with someone like Han. Yeah. I mean, Han's nasty, but double attacks and then get, she gets cards back, and I'm like, yep. she nope. needs to go. Yeah, you can't. Do, you You absolutely cannot. She, if, she, if she gets a, on the land back, after it's been played, like that's game over. So yeah. you can't do that. Awesome. 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 So I, so you got a win against, uh, Jonathan Grasser. That's a really, I'd, I'd like to know more details about his list. That's a really cool. That's a very, very uh, cool idea of Han and Leia. I've run a lover's box with that. Um, but not, not, nothing too seriously, nothing I take to Gen Con. So that's really awesome. And so then I get to the third round and for the life of me, I do not remember who I played. I'm sure he was a very. I, I'm sure he was an upstanding good fellow. I, like I have an. I think I have an idea, but I just. I don't know why. I can remember everything about all the rounds, but for some reason the third round escapes me. 
<laughs> That's all right. A, but, a, a, moment, a momentary lapse. Did you win? Oh uh, yes, I won that game. Went to three and zero. Okay. Moved to the fourth round. Played against uh, Joe Jesus. Um, forgot his last name. But okay. he, he was running Scum Hunters with a regular claw dice. Okay. And it was, yeah, that was a beating. Yeah. We played on we played on Tarkin. Okay. And it was just open doors, and every every die he threw was all it was hot, it was just hot commodity. It was horrible. Yeah. So he, he up, was he was he able to pull any spy shenanigans on you? Uh, or any any good cards? I want to say he intel leaked. It wasn't on the lamb, but it was something decent. Yeah. But even then, that was like. He was already putting icing on the cake. He just like, he steamrolled me. Really? So between Vint- between his unstoppable Vinto and the Claudite tokens, I was nope, I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh man, those Claudites, when they're on, they're on. Alright, so we're three and one. So still still obviously doing perfectly well on round five. So round five, I end up playing uh, John Messmore playing IG okay. Hunters. Okay. And this one, he had, uh, he's the one he had Chopper, R2-D2, so Super Terminal. And then yeah, he was what running, the heck is uh, going on with that? He was running an Alliance Smuggler. Wow. For, uh... Wow. Yeah. So the Smuggler did what he, you know, Smugglers do, and then Chopper just denied my card draw, which, that was a pain. Yeah, of course. And it just, IG just mopped the floor with me. Yeah, like, I, I, uh, I want to say his list was IG, Vinto, Greedo, Chopper, Gideon, R2, Elite Jawa, Rebel Smuggler, Temporary Alliance, Devious Scheme, Black Market. No equays in that list. That is really interesting. Yeah, he, uh, IG, definitely he, he attacked for both for the weak ways he didn't have, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> No, he was he was throwing he was throwing haymakers the whole game. But was a round <laughs> round one dropping figures, round two dropping Oof. figures to blaze the glory to dropping figures, and it just oh, not not ideal, not ideal. Okay, so so three and two, so not exactly where we want to be, but still in the running. Yep, and then so round six, I played against uh, Mike, who was running IG Hunters again, another oh, IG boy. list. I'm like, all right, this should be better. Played uh, most Isley, the one where you pick up the crates and return them. So I'm like, okay, this is this is my realm. This is I should have the advantage. Yep. And I had I had the out I had the indoors. He had outdoors. Okay. And then it it was going pretty like stalemate. Everybody was playing cautious, chipping away. He was, he kept trying to IG shoot down the hallway to shoot my smuggler. Because I had two smugglers, one behind the red uh, box, and one behind that, and just he was okay. missing, he was missing accuracy. I threw a couple X's, gave me some movement points, scored some easy points, and then it, the game changed when he took IG, and he talked about picking up IG, uh, picking up a crate, and returning it in an act in one activation, scoring points and keeping IG alive. But instead, he just, he chose to charge. I had, oh um, I'd run for cover, 
and on the land on my hand. So oh he, boy. he moves up three spaces away, shoots at Han. I play run for cover to remove his green die. So the attack misses, return fire, activate, shoot again, kill IG, and, and it just it was going down from there. Yeah, of course. That is the exact kind of a, the exact kind of turn that the IG player does not want to see. So that put me at four and two, which put me at okay. six overall in Swift. Six overall, okay. Was there any was anyone undefeated on the day? Uh Ryan Stripling, I believe. Oh, okay. Good old Jamal. Good old Ryan Jamal. With it running Han Rangers. Uh that class Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good old good old Ryan running his medalist. Okay, so um that that's awesome actually. So you were sixth in Swiss at four and two and how and the cut was top eight? Oh uh, yeah. So I was trying to figure it out. I ended up uh I left, went to go get food, went back to the hotel, okay. trying to sitting there like trying to figure out like I was played against half the people in the top eight. Yeah. So I was like, Okay, who am I gonna play against? I'm going to like some bracket simulator trying to figure out where the pairings would go. And I'm doing the numbers, and top eight is uh, basically Hassan. Oh, so I'm like, good old Hassan. Like, never played him. I've seen him at a few events. I know he runs Imperial. I only yeah. played him, played one Imperial game that, that uh, for Swift. So I'm like, all yeah. right, so this is going to be interesting. First off, I've got to say how much I love Hassan. He is the, the salt lord of the podcast, and he is awesome. He is, so... He, like you, I don't. How how seriously do you play X Wing, Brian? Um, I used to play fairly competitively. I was young. Yeah, all the tournaments, this and that. But two point came out. I'm on the back burner. Might yeah. play it, might not. Got to wait. I'll wait. Okay. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of. I'm I'm in a similar boat. I used to play a lot more seriously than than I do. Hassan, however, plays it very seriously. He did really well at Worlds this last year. He's just like an awesome player, right? Like he is, he, he plays Imperials because he loves to lord it over the rest of us. Um, but he is just a really, really, really solid player. So that is going, that is not going to be the easiest matchup. Tell us how it went. So we played on uh, Youth Screw, and then okay. he, he won initiative, and he chose to give me the pillar side. Okay. Which I'm like, oh, thank God, this is perfect. I love the other side. Okay. So, like, it was like a week before Gen Con, I was watching uh, the Daniel Taylor final. Yeah. So, like, I'm mapping out everything he did in my head. I'm like, so this is where Daniel Taylor would go. This is this is how he plays it. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm trying to channel my inner Daniel Taylor, and he's just, he's taking his little Vader, come around the corner, and he took... He put Vader on his terminal side, which was a J- okay. which is like the same side that I brought Han and Dracata. So it's my, yeah, the, the, the no door side. The, okay. So first round, nothing happens. End of round, he, you know, he hems and haws, doesn't do anything, keeps his Vader back. No end of round shot for him. And then I do a Han shot to his officer, kill his officer. And then I go first, and I'm like, so I haven't played a lot of Unshakable Vader, but I'm like, I know he's going to have cards. There's no way he doesn't have his oh, sure. his 30-card combo to just kill my team. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm trying to figure out how do I slow Vader. So I take Dracata around the corner, 
and I take you know take take a shot anybody I can take a shot at. Put on like four damage on Vader, nothing nothing crippling, but enough to to make him notice it. And then I drop the rubble token on the far right wall. Okay. So he had to zigzag move the long way. Or no, I put it right in front of him. So he had to go the long way around. Okay. So he wasn't able to move to put himself next to me. Because he had, the he had he was it Dark Energy and Parting Blow. He had all these cards ready, ready to yep. go and kill my Han. Yep. But he couldn't get there because because the rubble token saved my, saved my butt. Gosh, I love that. I absolutely love that. But then his, he had his jets come up the middle. I want to say the you said final round time gets called. The last one's playing, and he puts Vader in in my box, and then I play slippery target to move Han away. And he does his parting blow. Ooh, that is exactly what you want to see. Which ended up being Han just goes on, kills a bunch of jets. And I want to yeah. say it was like a like 20, 24, 15, like a real tight game. So. Okay. Tell me, um, tell me this, Brian. And when you are playing against Vader, are you planning to kill Vader or are you planning to just completely ignore Vader? Like, what is your. General MO. Uh, uh, I try to usually bait Vader out to be aggressive. And okay. if, if Vader comes out a little further, like a little too far, I'll set up a, like a defensive box to shoot him while I'm chasing his companion. But if he plays Vader defensively, I'll just take objectives and wipe his board. Okay, awesome. So we have we're, we have we have uh, defeated the Salt Lord in top eight. We're on to top four. Yep. So top four, I played my buddy, my buddy Logan Streeter. Okay, good old Logan. He was Which running awesome, very creative list. He was running Han, Leia, and Koton. Gosh, I love this. Yeah, Koton against Rebels is just it's like Kryptonite if he lives. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But we're playing most Isleys doing the, the crate pickup. And I had more smugglers than him. He, he already we talked about like game one because we played a handful of games in top cuts. And so he's already, he sees what I'm doing. Like he's calling my activations out as I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, smuggler one takes the crate. Smuggler two takes the crate, moves this way, does this. <clears throat> and then... We start setting each other up. He gets, you know, his figures in his little three space love triangle of death. <laughs> but uh. between Koton and Hera, and then just pick a figure. I mean, you're getting damage tokens and surge, surges and damages and free attacks and layout. You just it's just a nasty little triangle you create. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He took the, the terminal aisle. He took that one, and obviously I took mine. And then we came up, and I did. I just waited, focused, focused Dracana, rammed Dracana in, played uh, explosive weaponry. Yep. Shot, 
Hera, did five damage to Hera, three okay. damage to 3PO, three damage to Mac, three damage to Leia, and then I played collateral, collateral damage. Yeah. And I, I kid you not, I spent probably 20 minutes in my head trying to figure out who's more important, Mac for the spy card or 3PO for the, for the uh, Vade. And I yeah, did, that's a good point. You should uh, tell us um, tell us what explosive weaponry does, Brian. I, I a, l- a lot of people maybe have never played that card. So explosive weaponry is for heavy weapons, and it adds blast one to your attack. And with Dracada having surge for blast two, you get essentially you get uh, surge for blast three. Man, that's so great. So, In addition to just throwing a rock at somebody. Yep, between black between the surge and then his then the explosive weaponry and then the rubble. Yeah, start killing three so PO without shooting them and it's just I'm okay, I'm okay so with great. that. It's so great. Yeah, so Dracada went in, hemmed and hawed, finally picked on Mac, killed Mac. I think Dracada took like eight or nine damage on the return. Jin and Han came in and just was just destroying figures. He was throwing the worst defense dice. It was not in his favor. You know, the Han throws a die. There's not an evade or an X. And you're like, well, this isn't going to go well for me. <laughs> so, so I end up, I went, I won that one. So then it's onto the finals. You get to play, uh, uh, onto the fun. you get to play Colin and his stacked scum list. That's right. Good old, good old Colin Hambrick. So he played. He, I guess he was super happy to play against me. He was he was hoping I won. He wanted yeah. to play. He wanted to play Rebels. Yep. I wanted him to win because I didn't want to play against John again because <laughs> I already played against him and it's, it's never any fun doing two games. I'm like, yeah, there's all these yeah. players, all these players here. Let me get somebody new. Yeah, totally fair. I mean, the reason why Colin. Colin would love to see your list is because traditionally Mercs just do so good against the rebel white die. Right. Oh, absolutely. And so, and, and you know, and even Jakarta, like Jakarta can take a hit, but it's not, it's not like, it's not like focus weak ways with cards. Can't kill Jakarta in a single activation. And that's kind of a problem. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I get, so yeah, give us a rundown on how it went. So we're playing on Tarkin with the, the weapons ones. We're picking up weapons. He takes okay. his uh, his Greedo Treehouse, which yeah. I'm all for that. If you're a scum player, you can have that side. I don't care. And you'll just rotate up. I honestly, I honestly feel that's the weaker side. That's call me crazy, but it is what it is. <laughs> well, you are, you are the Gen Con winner, Brian. So people probably shouldn't call you crazy. <laughs> but but uh, he takes that. He starts off. Just like every, uh, all the other scum players on the last time on my son Tarkin, Greedo comes up, t- picks up a green die, goes in his little treehouse, and he's okay. just sitting there. He's picking up weapons, camping out. You do his little, you know, scum focuses. I think he yep. had Greedo had a power token. He had two weak ways focused and hidden, two other weak ways hidden. He had all his tokens ready for the alpha strike. And then I parked everybody a little to the left of my door, but I had okay. Dr- I had Dracada to the right of the door, and then I had okay. 
the smuggler was right in front of the door. So I used smuggler's instinct to open the door, and I just stay mm. there. I'm like, I'm not going to move. And he's like, he, he's like, it catches him by surprise. He's like, okay, I, I suppose. <laughs> and then, so he starts taking his shots. You know, he has nobody to see but the smuggler. So he's taking these long-range shots with smuggler with minus two accuracy for my smuggler being a smuggler. And he thinks he spent, I think he had two attacks that missed range. Oof. And then they're just sort of like, Stuck out, you know, the old up two, shoot back two, and then he move, you know, moves on to the next guy. So take focus, Jakarta, and just move up two spaces, which is still oh, three, man. three from Hera. So I'm yeah. sitting right where the dotted line is. Throw my throw my shot, completely blast this one weak way. One shot the weak way goes back into hiding. Oh man! And then so he starts bringing some more weak ways over. Round two comes. Han shoots and damages a weak way, and then he doesn't want to take damage, so he on the lamb to, to move him. New round starts. He comes around that corner, lays into Han, head like, because of like five or six damage, but then he had a damaged weak way, shoot Han. He played Oof. opportunistic, and okay. he, he intended to move away, but because it's on his activation to go to his movement yeah. pool not right away so yeah. i was able to han shoot and, and kill him before he could move Ugh. so and then just that was a little game changing because he couldn't get his like full set of like the strike in there so he's gonna hide the weak way sure. come back around and from there it was just chipping at han if he had like down to like 10 health i moved han into my to the box in the hallway, which is the Rebel Fortress on Tarkin. Yeah. And just he opened the door and it just just starts taking shots. He got yep. a focus Jin with Deadeye and Hera. And then Han oh, Han throwing two, you know, three to four dice and he just he brought a figure out. I killed the figure and it just it finally went to we we joked about he black marketed tough luck. And he's like He's gonna, he's gonna, you know, to do with it. He didn't have a point. I'm like, well, you could always just sell it. He goes, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I don't have, I don't have my weak ways anymore. So he pitches the card, and then it just, <laughs> he pitched the card and just went downhill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like it. He he was on the podcast recently, and he his recounting of the game is that he very quickly lost control of it. I think failing to failing to apprehend how much absolute like sheer damage that Jakarta can put out will just, I mean, it just kind of takes you by surprise. Like when you see it and if you're not really like accounting for it. So yeah, that's awesome. But there's the perks to uh, running the, the random figures. It's not like super meta. Is you'll catch a few players where like you don't get the reps in. And you're the, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he could do that. Oh, oh, Dracotta's going to do 14 damage to all of my figures on this attack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Okay, so you won Gen Con. Very many congratulations, Brian. Thank you. I want to I, I ask you f- a few questions about your list, and then I want to talk a little bit about Rebels in the Age of Specter Cell and Doubt. Is that all right? All righty. Perfect. So 
question. You don't have arcing shot in your list, but you do have collateral damage, right? Correct. Now, why? So, why have you not included arcing shot? But you've got cards like explosive, um, explosive weaponry. Like, what was the what was the decision there in terms of pulling value out of Dracotta? Because Dracotta is the only one that's going to use explosive weaponry or collateral damage. So, have you tried arcing shot and you're just not sold on it? What What are the th- what, are, what are your thoughts there? Oh, so I've never tried arcing shot. Okay. Um, I think I think it's you know it's a decent card. You know. It definitely has its situations for what benefits you. But okay. I feel that in that list, between white the white die figures throwing X's and then Vader just being a tank, yeah, Dracotta can throw enough damage to kill like the the mid the mid game player. That if I can do explosive weaponry to collateral damage and kill two figures off one shot, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. So, I mean, you're just thinking about the shots you're going to take a little bit differently. Yeah, like, to me, it's three peels. I mean, I play against rebel players practically yes. every time, and three PL is, I mean, it, it can make or break your game. I'm like, yes, if I can absolutely. just kill him without rolling a white die with a reroll, absolutely. I'll take yep. that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm totally there. I never want to shoot C-3PO unless I absolutely have to. And I mean, realistically, Dracotta can kill C-3PO. I mean, with shenanigans in a single, in, well, I guess not realistically in a single attack, unless you're playing things like explosive weaponry or something like that. But yes, I, I completely buy the logic on that. So one more question is, do you, st- after having played Gen Con, obviously you won, which is awesome, but would, are you still, would you still not take like tools and not find a way to, to swap in that card? Are you, are you still thinking that the more defensive suite is the way to go? Oh, if for the list I took, there's honestly, I, I wouldn't take tools. Okay. <clears throat> I just, I feel there's more value from removing a die, like, I feel one for yes. co- one for cover is more beneficial to me than tools for the job. When oh. you, you know you get like a Vader to end of round, he, he's going to throw two reds. If yes. Yep. Odds are the figures he's attacking is next to three PO. I run for cover or reds. So you're throwing four damage. I'm guaranteed to block one, possibly more. Yeah. yeah. It's true. So I'd rather take your figures out of the attack and keep mine attacking then potentially throw three damage to kill your figure. Yeah, that's true. I, man, I do. You've definitely made me think about that. I am going to have to think about that a little bit more in terms of just like how that math works out. Um, okay, well, now I want to ask a little bit about Lethal. So you've, you, uh, we were talking before the podcast started. You were playing Lethal earlier today? Oh, uh, yeah. So tell me, like, what, what are your, give us your first impressions. Um, well, first, I was surprised you get two elite death troopers in the box. That was, I know, that is so awesome. But then I was disappointed you only get one and one for the loft cap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, FFG. They can't win for losing right I there. Mean, it's either by, first it's by two boxes, now it's by four boxes. I mean. <laughs> oh, these guys. These guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely share that that worry. But... Nope, I did, uh, I played the victory point manipulation. 
I gave that a whirl. Okay. I played against my buddy Kevin, who was running an IG bubble set list that he played. Okay. As, he played a store championship. Nothing, nothing competitive. Very fun. And yeah. just I pulled the you know the ultimate combo of Jabba the Hut with a weak way. Sh- so the weak way shot I played worth every credit which is okay. used during your activation to discard a harmful condition, gain two movement points, and when the next hostile figure is defeated during this activation, gain two victory points. Okay. So I played that to move up one space. I had the weak way play price on their heads. Oh my gosh, on the, we go. On the Boba, and then shot and killed Boba, <laughs> and then played Celebration, Oh my gosh. For uh, what was it? 13, 14, 24 point bubble set? Oh man. That's enough to just kind of make you chuckle and make your heart hurt a little bit. So yeah, I, that was pretty much the only reason I built the list was I wanted to see, like, see what, yeah. how many points can I score in one shot and. I did it today with 24. There you go. That's it. Oh, man. The future is now. That's awesome. So, uh, so obviously, I think this um, this Sabine point manipulation thing is, I do think that's going to be a thing. I mean, Sabine, her stat line is not amazing. She is a hunter. She's 11 health. I mean, not inspector cell. Her stat line is a little worrisome, I guess, is the thing. But... You know, her card is good enough and she's a hunter that it'll be really interesting to see how she plays into these uh, Java pointer lists or scum manipulation lists. Have you had a chance to play with Spectre Cell at all? Uh, yes, I did play, I think, two or three games with them as well. Okay, what are your thoughts? So when you play against Vader, like you can sort of like guess what's going to happen between your Vader yeah. Jets, Vader Riots, Spectre Cell, you're like, anybody's going anywhere at any point and it's just like you, you can't like you can plan for it but then it's like what do you do like end end of you know end of round initiative switches start of round Ezra goes up four and yep. then he moves up four he attacks you you play strength and numbers to activate Hera to, mm, to, interesting. to tap Spectre Cell to give Ezra another attack. Interesting. I mean, there's so many just like super combos. You just like like all the figures, like individually you look at them and you're like, okay, they're decent. Okay, that's, he's not the greatest. They're not breaking the meta. But you put yeah. them together and if you're willing to put like three combo cards in your list, yeah, I mean, you're doing like a super attack out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, on the Slack channel, Brett Brett Kelly has made a really, really good point about like the power of Specter Cell in terms of what the card brings to the table. He's because you know, so what Specter Cell does for those of you. I mean, I know pretty much everyone has seen it, but Specter Cell. If you you only have six activations in your list, which is the Specter Cell team, which is Hera, Chopper, Kanan, Ezra. Sabine and Zeb. Okay, so you've only got six activations, but what it does is it gives every one of your figures static plus one damage plus one block. Okay, so so if you think that each of your figures is going to take two attacks to kill, 
then that card is worth 12, like 12 hit points, right? Because what it's doing is each of your guys gets plus one block and you know that that's going to add up right and that's assuming that people are getting two shot and some of them like zeb will probably take three shots to get you know three shots to kill so it's giving you 12 hit points and then if each of your figures makes at least one and probably two attacks it's doing the same thing in terms of damage and so the value that this two point card is giving is just crazy and that doesn't even include the additional attack that you're getting right like if all the card did was just give you a static plus one damage plus one defense i think it would still be worth including um but the fact that it also allows you to exhaust it in order to have another figure or like you know give a second attack for no action man that's just so awesome yeah especially when you use them i mean that gets three attacks potentially oh man yeah that's crazy red green red green red red for three different attacks i mean he's a freight train yeah that's exactly right and he's a lot to bring down and all those attacks are getting plus one damage right like he is it is it's gonna be really really interesting how i'm not like i still think that ig players and that like as the meta kind of balances to adjust to this I'm not, I'm more bearish on it than other people, but clearly it's going to make an impact. I think that is, that is obvious. So tell me about how you think that doubt affects lists like yours, your Han, your Han hero lists, these non-Spectre cells. Like, what do you, like, what do you think? What are your prospects? Um, I think, I think doubt, it's an okay card. I feel okay. the, the second ability where you can make a reroll, yes. the potential reroll to tough luck, or just reroll to miss accuracy, or things like that, to and save a figure. I think yep. that's like the winning portion of that. But okay. realistically, you know, end of round, you take a, a focus token from somebody. I'm like, well, I produce two around. So round one, I lose one, but round two, odds are they both shoot. Okay. And then every round sequentially, odds are they shoot. And then the rounds where you don't have initiative, Han Solo shoots focus first. So, like, I don't think it's horrible. I think it hurts Imperials more than Rebels for that regard. Really? Interesting. You start stripping tokens. And if you you can strip a power token, take away a Riot's block token, start, start the round first. That's one less damage you have to do to kill it, but for rebels, I'm like, it's gonna hurt you miss focus. Focus is yeah. nice to have, but I'm like Absolutely. there's so many times where you're not gonna have the focus. Yeah. So I just think I, I mean, I'll take my two focus, you can take one, I'll I'll survive. Huh. Han throws That's really interesting. he throws three dice, yeah. he'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Han's obviously super, super awesome. That's that's really interesting to hear your your thoughts on that because my my perspective has just been that the thing I'm most worried about with doubt is that what I think doubt does for the rebel player is takes the tempo that they they have just relied upon, right, in terms of like getting the getting two focuses round one so that you're threatening two strong attacks at the start of the round. And I'm thinking about this really with like Han Rangers. Um you know, like, I feel like the inability to guarantee that you're going to have those two focuses going into round two, right? And that you've got to further gin up the engine. Just, I, I don't know why, but I feel like it's, I have not seen, 
I've not seen a very strong case that that is not, I think, especially with like a Han Rangers list, going to really just put too much pressure on it in terms of slowing down the, the focus generating machine. But it's interesting that, I mean, obviously you're not as worried about it. True. Like, I mean, Rangers, I think Rangers will hurt. I mean, they yeah. throw, they throw blue, blue, so they're not hitting hard anyways. Yeah. Without their cards. But I'm like, yeah. the majority of the players doing doubt typically seem to be the Imperial player, which then yep. you just, you're drawn in doubt and you're taking away the cards and the focus. So Oof. you just wipe away what a Ranger is anyways. Yeah, that's a good point. And oh, then, man, I didn't even th- I didn't thought of that. I mean, then for scum, you just run an elite job while you do IGBT. There's self-focusing figures, primary target for your third figure. Oof. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways around it, but I just think, I think it takes the Han Rangers down a tier. But yeah. I mean, other than that, maybe do like a doubt, the doubt, doubt mirror match where you just, Vader takes a block token. And then he loses it. I'm like, he throws enough defense. That is interesting. That is very, very interesting. So now, with Gen Con being over, we're not going to be in regionals for a few months. What lists are you going to be running? Like, what are you going to be playing as you're preparing for, like, regionals and everything? Oh, God. I haven't even thought about that far. <laughs> um, what are you most excited to play right now? Well, I mean, Spectre Cell was fun to play. Okay. Win, lose, or draw, that was a pretty good blast to have fun with. Um, okay. I did run a, a Vader Thrawn list that was nothing like overly powered, but it definitely, it's annoying to play against. Yeah. And that, that's usually the, when in doubt, you pick the list that everybody else hates. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> oh, good point. I mean, those are two very different threats, right? Thrawn and Vader. Not necessarily complement, like, they don't necessarily complement each other, but they kind of do, right? Like, if there's two things you've got to worry about that I'm going to lose cards from my hand and deck that could help me with the game, and there's this massive, like, lightsaber swinger coming at me. Those are, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Especially you do, you let, you know, Thrawn gets a surge, a surge token, and then the odds of getting triple surge for plus three, I mean, Oof. that's, that's game changing right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, Thrawn's going to hit pretty hard. It turns out. Especially when you take all your cards away. So that's just all that's, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing more fun than spying on a deck and just like, Oh, you don't get that card. Oh, Hey, you know that on the lamb you're banking on? Sorry. You're not going to get that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Well, awesome. Well, I mean, Brian, I'd like to ask, I I feel like it's really interesting. Um, your list that you won Gen Con with is very creative. It's, I think, a very different take on the, the Rebel Hero list. Is it a list that you want to keep working on, like going into regionals, or are you going to kind of pivot away from it as you're trying with other things? Oh, I mean, I might just keep, keep the list and just run it until it gets countered. I guess yeah. I just, you know, go to the, you know, to beat a dead horse. Yeah. But other than that, um, I'm not 100% sure. Like, there's there's so much, like, new stuff with, yeah. like, these four or five card combos and just the shenanigans that you can pull off right now after the, the fall dropping. It's just, 
there's so many things you want to do, but there's not enough tournaments to play. Yeah, I totally get that. I absolutely get that. Well, I mean, between the, the victory point manipulation game, that's there's nothing more fun than just scoring a bunch of points with only killing one figure. Yeah. And then Spectre Cells, just you run around and just figures just start shooting people randomly and you never know who's going to attack who and or playing just like a riot, uh, riot trooper swarm and you, yeah, you throw the random provoke out there and catch them all by surprise and R two D two has to activate instead. Oh, I know. Provoke is man alive. That's a that's a day ruiner card right there. Yeah, I I totally I I completely get that sentiment. It is going to be really interesting to to see how the next few months shake out. Well, awesome, Brian. Well, do you have any any other pearls of wisdom? Any other advice for us? Um, I'll just like pick some random figure that isn't exactly meta breaking and make it good, and then who knows? Maybe you'll make it overpowered, and everybody will talk about it. <laughs> that, that's all. Can tell me, tell me a, a figure that you're thinking of that you think fits that mold. Um. Well, I've always wanted to make Mern work. That was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just running all spy lists. You throw Mern out there. You start hiding people, and just yeah, that's always fun. But other than that, I mean, yeah. I've truly wanted to make Gerard work. I think. Yeah, I I've think, tried. I think a focused Gerard is truly terrorizing if they don't expect it. Yeah, but. Uh, I think yeah. in the new wave, I would say Ezra. If I was gonna make somebody work, I'd, I'd make Ezra work. Ezra Maul combo. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. That I, I do really like that. Awesome. All right. Well, Brian, we want to thank you very much for coming on. All right. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Many congratulations on your Gen Con win. I cannot wait to see you at Worlds and see what how you uh, dominate the regional season. Um, I hope I do. I hope I do. <laughs> uh, just a, a few good wins is all you need. All you need, Brian. But what we want to do is we want to encourage everybody to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com. Support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash zionsfinest. I also want to encourage people that if you have got organized play results for store championships or large kit tournaments, I would love to know the results of those tournaments. We've been compiling them into a Google Doc that we've been posting on the Slack channel, trying to get it out in the forums. The reason we're doing it is just to kind of I mean, we don't have anything like List Juggler for X-Wing, so we're just trying to get some kind of a, uh, as good of a consensus, or not a consensus, as good of a picture as we can of, like, the meta as it goes. And, which it, and it has been really, really interesting. We haven't had, like, a ton of large attendance tournaments, but obviously lots of good players are going, and it's been interesting to see, like, the Jabba pointers list has been doing a lot better than I think anyone really expected it to. And it looks like that is probably going to continue as a trend with Sabine coming in and her, her card going down. So if you have if you have results, I would love to get them. And again, thank you so much, Brian, for coming on. Well, thanks for having me.